Welcome to Jurassic Pod, a podcast 65 million years in the making in the fourth most popular Jurassic Park podcast on the internet. Uh, Mike, we are so close to Dominion. We're almost there. How are you feeling? Very excited. Yeah. Every day my anticipation is building. It's it's surreal. The sun is shining. It's summer. We're both wearing shorts and t-shirts. Uh, there is hope in the air and hope. Dominion, hope springs eternal. Hope springs eternal and dominion is almost upon us. Uh, Mike, uh, we haven't we haven't caught up in a while uh, on the podcast, but you recently came back from an exotic trip to the most magical place on earth. How how was it? That's right. Yes, I went to visit a very special mouse. Um, yes, a very special and expensive mouse. Yes, in yeah. Orlando, Jam yes. Lando, Florida. It was, it was a great trip. I love Disney World. Um, I think we've mentioned on the podcast before, I love amusement rides, um, and Disney World does it better than anybody else in the world. So, And it, there's a huge crossover community with theme parks and Jurassic Park. Obviously, there's yep. connected DNA, dino DNA. I want to ask you this question. Was there, what was the most Jurassic Park moment at Disney World? Obviously, you didn't go to Universal Studios where they actually have a Jurassic Park ride. But what was there a moment where you thought of Jurassic Park while you were at one of the Disney parks? Oh, certainly. Yeah, because the Animal Kingdom, they don't have the Jurassic Park IP, as you mentioned. That's Universal property. But yes. um, in, the, in the Animal Kingdom theme park, there is um, a, a, a dinosaur world. Uh, Camp Dinosaur, Dino Land USA, or something like that. And then there is a dinosaur ride at Disney at the park called Dinosaur, which is um, it's a it's a dark ride. It's a brilliant dark ride. It's it's dated now, but it's still a great ride. In um, a dark ride is when you when it's, it's dark. A, a dark ride is a ride that is inside of a building. Okay. Yeah, I just had to, I just had to confirm the lighting that. is controlled. Yes, obviously I'm not a theme park guy, so I just yeah. need to confirm that yeah. for maybe D- audiences Dino- that are like me. Dinosaur is a hidden gem of Disney World, uh, for sure. Well, I'm glad you're back. I actually also went on a trip recently. That's why we haven't recorded in a while. I went to the, I guess, in canon home of Dr. Ian Malcolm, Austin, Texas. Yes. So I, I spent some time there. Yes. I did see some people in leather. I myself bought black jeans while i was there so that was my little homage to dr ian malcolm yes in austin i saw texas university where he did have his tenure and then lost his right tenure. and lost it so both we both had drastic experiences in the meantime because of controversies because of controversies uh but mike there's been there's been so much going on recently with dominion news and things like that but i just want to talk about something that's related to Jurassic, but I really feel blessed. Uh, Since November 2021, we've been treated with a cornucopia of cinema spectaculars, starting with Dune, going on to Spider-Man, Scream, Doctor Strange, Top Gun Maverick, which we just both saw this weekend in the same theater on separate days. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I think it's been really cool that we're in in such a big way, we're back to what cinema is all about. And that's all leading up to Dominion. What a time to be alive, Mike. What a time to be alive, yes. It, and, and 
You know, I love the cinema that we are getting to see now. And I like, you know, that, you know, you go to the theater and you really feel like you get your money's worth, you know? Oh yeah. Top Gun was an, a two hours and 12 minutes. And I felt okay with that, but I could have watched eight hours. I could have watched eight hours of, of that, fights. but, um, but Shannon and I were talking and the only movie I've ever seen in theaters, which I fell asleep during was the Revenant and Revenant was a great movie, but it's the only movie I ever fell asleep in. And I feel like movies are just, you know, we're pushing the limits a little bit. Would you say that, um, we're, we're on a highway? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are on a highway and I can just see off in the distance as the sun is setting that there is a danger zone uh, beyond <laughs> us. Let me tell you, Mike, I was fist bumping all the way through that, that movie. I think there was some grown men crying in my theater. I mean, I think grown men across America are going to be tearing up in the theater, but I was fist bumping. I was, I was having the time of my life. Yes. So th thank you, uh, Tom Cruise. Again, this theme that I've talked about is, and they did this with Batman, with Spider-Man, with Maverick. They just made the best possible movie of that franchise or of like Maverick. They just made the best possible sequel to Top Gun they could possibly make in this time. And it was the right way. Same thing with Spider-Man. Same thing with Batman. They just made the best Batman movie. They yeah. just made the best Spider-Man movie. And my hope is Dominion will, will, um, will be the same. Well, Luke, I sense that we might disagree on this. Um, I definitely felt that the first Top Gun was much better than Maverick. Well, I think so. But I, I guess my, what I'm saying is if you're going to put a big budget blockbuster movie, you're going to pay for the money to be entertained. You want it to be the best possible sequel it could be. I think a sequel will always yeah. be different than the original. It was entertaining. It was it was it was well worth and maybe even beyond worth the uh, the twelve dollars I paid to see it. Anyways, Mike, we have to talk about Dominion. They're <laughs> classic. Here's a classic thing. If you're in the podcasting world. As soon as we published our most recent episode that morning, I published, it was a Thursday morning when typically we have our episodes come out on Thursdays, the final trailer for Jurassic World Dominion came out, of course. That's just that's just the science of podcasting. If you put something out that is time-stamped, it will be ruined by current events. And, and that's just what happens. Do we, do we have time to really, I, we don't need to spend the whole podcast looking at this, but I'd really like to discuss this trailer a little bit because yeah. I... I'm not gonna lie, I was a little disappointed in in what the trailer was selling me. Yeah. Um, I'm still very excited for Dominion. I still think it's gonna be a great movie. I mean, now we're starting to get some of the press. They're not revealing spoilers, but they're starting to to share kind of their you know one line or two line thoughts on it. And a lot of them are saying that they really enjoyed it. They think it's a great movie, and so that's building my excitement for it. But I don't think Dominion is the right title. Okay. okay. I'd like to I'd like to change the title. You'd like to change it. Okay. What would the title change be? The title would be Jurassic World Crossover Dora the Explorer. <laughs> because that's what that trailer made me made me think of was that this is just these people I just mean the greater cast, these people going on uh we've lost Blue and we need to find her. Now this I want to bring up this point because when you see more things, when you build up to a movie, how do you feel? Because I'm at the point now where I've 
I've tried to cut myself off. Yeah. I, I bought the Empire issue. I'm reading that, but I try to, I'm trying to cut myself off specifically with video because I feel like I'm getting too much information. And oh, I, there's, a, there's a point where it defeats the purpose and I would rather come in as much as blank slips yeah. as possible. You know what? And I have a great kind of anecdote to that. I, I want to first self-correct myself. I know blue is not missing. It's blue's it's it's baby blue. baby anyway, blue. Um, but I 100% um, know exactly what you're talking about. I have also cut myself off. I'm not consuming any media. If I see somebody tweet about it, maybe I'll read the tweet. Yeah, whatever. But um, actually, when Jurassic World came out, the first you know the the reboot um, came out, I I consumed a ton of media, and I um, I remember that Jeff Goldblum was a guest on a late night show or whatever. They were talking to him about the lyrics of the John Williams theme. Yes. And it ruined the theme for me because I could never hear the theme without hearing the lyrics in my mind. In Jurassic Exactly. Yeah. So uh, ever since then, I have made the move that when I am excited for a movie, I avoid a lot of the media and build up. Yeah, which I think a lot of fans feel that way. It's that balance between excitement and spoiling the theater experience. I say I have enjoyed, out of all the Dominion promo stuff, I have enjoyed when the Trinity's together. There's a clip from actually a Fandango all-access video, which is about 15 minutes long, and it's more of just the Trinity talking and being interviewed. This clip summarizes all the positive feelings from the Trinity coming back for Dominion. Jeff Goldblum is a great action hero. Mm, thank you. Uh, but Pratt is, is another level. Okay. Are you listening to this? You are actually, don't hide your light <laughs> under a bushel. You are actually, you may not know it, but let me, so I'll give you a doctor's excuse right now. You are not only heroic because of your genuine integrity and uh, magnificence, but a true man of the earth. You should see him on the farm with oh animals. Oh, uh, he's a Dr. Alan Grant's taken lessons from you. He's an exemplar of the species. <laughs> yes, and you've named animals after your co-stars. Is this mm. true? Yes. Mm. Uh, um, Great pride. Uh, I haven't told Jeff this yet, but his, his Jeff Goldblum, the Ram, has retired. Oh, retired? You mean? Is that a euphemism? No, he's retired. He's, he went <laughs> off to another farm and. Uh, I'm sure he's doing good work there. Not like my dog. <laughs> my my dog. When my mom said, said to you, "Yes, yes, the dog's going to be okay." We shipped it off to a farm upstate Pennsylvania. He's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah, mine went to a farm oh, too. <laughs> I love that banter between them, the three of them, and there's more stories about them being on the set that aren't going to give any spoilers away. But it it shows the camaraderie between the three and that they're back, and it's just it's heartwarming to yeah. see that. And this is all stuff. Um, that I love that they're doing because I'm going to consume it, yeah. but I am absolutely going to consume it Consume it on June 11th. That's right. I, there, I'm the same way. After I see a movie, I tend to do the re like reverse and go mm -hmm. back to all the things. Uh, same thing with Top Gun. There's so much behind the scenes Top this, Gun stuff that's come out before the movie, yeah. but now I'm going to go watch it again after I've seen the movie. Because all of this promotion, I mean, certainly for fans of the, of this, of the franchise, like, like us, it is some of it is for us, but really it's for the people that are considering whether or not they're going to buy a ticket on opening weekend or the first or second opening weekend. So, yeah, I'm not, I don't feel a need to consume any of this. I mean, I'm, you know, if somebody points me in the direction of something, I'll, I'll actually put it, uh, you know, the app Pocket. 
Yeah. Yeah, I have a pocket. And so I'll pocket it. Oh, that's and smart. Then, and then I'll come back to it later. That's brilliant. We'll put that whole entire video. We'll put the link in our show notes as long as all the other links that we're going to have in the episode today, which we're going to have a lot. Um, moving on, uh, another piece of news that we didn't get to in the last episode that is very, very relevant in our Sex in the City and Jurassic Park crossover fandom. If you didn't see this, uh, this was earlier in April at SNL. Pete Davidson did a one of his classic like, kind of music video satires called Short Ass Movies. And let's just dive in right away. Yeah, so think about this. Sex in the City 2 was two hours and 26 minutes long. To put that in perspective, the movie Jurassic Park was two hours and seven minutes long. That was a movie that told the history of dinosaurs, how DNA works, and explain the science of bringing dinosaurs back to life. And Sex in the City 2, you know, which was a movie about four women we already knew, was 20 minutes longer. I'm not saying that's bad or anything. I'm just, just saying that's crazy, right? I love that clip because, one, it shows how good Jurassic Park is as a yes. movie to keep it in that runtime. But also, Sex in the City 2, there's a lot of stuff jam-packed in there. I think that... Uh, you know, Pete Davidson, if you didn't know, he's leaving SNL. Uh, this was a great ending to his his SNL career. But I, I'm sorry, fans, that we didn't get to this earlier, but it was pretty much spot on with our Jurassic Park, Sex and the City crossover. It is. And I think that it um, it really highlights, I think, another part of something that we've talked about on this podcast, which is why Jurassic Park Clawmark or Jurassic Park 3 is so good is because it it, it is the perfect uh you know example of what pete's talking about in this sketch which is of course a joke and it hyperbolizes a lot of this but um an hour and a half for a movie um is just the the perfect amount of time um there's a movie i've had in my queue on my on my netflix queue for about six years now it's once upon a time in america i've been trying to watch it for i've been trying to watch <laughs> it for Scorsese, six right? years yeah. yes, it's that, Scorsese uh, and De Niro. oh boy and it's it's quite literally three hours and 50 minutes long and you might say we'll watch it in one hour chunks it's like yeah i could but who wants to ever watch a movie in one hour chunks okay mike according to jurassic wiki there are 75 jurassic park themed video games this includes everything from lego to the arcade variations to minecraft now we don't have time to go through every single one extensively so we're gonna do a crash course on the different styles and highlight some of our favorites now, now, Michael, I'm not a gamer. I don't know if you knew this. Listeners, I didn't know if you knew this. I'm not a gamer, but I do enjoy watching video game walkthroughs on YouTube. And there's a great YouTube video that we'll put in the show notes that has a great walkthrough for all the variations and styles of the video games from NES to Jurassic World Evolution. But Mike, what's your experience with the games of, of Jurassic Park? Because for me, the main one is the Chuck E. Cheese lost world the arcade arcade version yeah uh, there's three of those but pretty much that's my experience with Jurassic park video games what about you yeah i've played a handful of Jurassic park games um obviously i've played the lego games i've played um a few of the pc games and i've played a couple of the um i believe that there was uh, a couple handheld games you know for like the game boy nintendo ds or whatever um but yes the arcade version where you're in um, where you're in that booth and you have the guns and you're basically being driven through. It kind of feels like you're in one of the Jeeps. Yeah. Or uh, that that is by far my favorite of all of the games. It's schizophrenic. It's intense. And it's 
kind of violent compared yeah. to the compared to the films, but it really just throws you all in. I think the the Lost World variation had like the movement rumble pack version. Maybe. Maybe that's just in my I, imagination, but it's th- not. Um, it's not new. This isn't new for me, but I, I have a dream of owning one of those. It doesn't matter if it's Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park: The Lost World, or the third one. Um, but I, I just have this dream, and I know they're expensive, and I know they're probably hard to get. Um, but I really do have a dream of owning one of those and like having it in my basement. And I know my wife is not interested in owning <laughs> one, but this would be something that I would. I, I probably think I could, you know, convince her to be like, hey, this is just this is just a weird thing that it's I weird. want. Yeah. It's weird. It's a once like, in a lifetime opportunity. I don't collect cars. Yeah. I don't I don't collect weird weird things. This is just one weird thing. One weird thing. Yeah. One weird thing that we can accept. I have a vision in my head of us at your house trying to take that beast of a thing around the backyard to go through the basement and because uh, you know my house happy. yeah yes it, it seems like it would be extremely difficult but also that would be incredible content it would probably that, have to yeah. be in a different house <laughs> you would buy, need to buy a new house to fit that in your house yes and i think that's a that's a good i think, reason I think to it's do a that. good way to live your life is to buy a house to fit the thing you want in in your house a vintage jurassic park video game arcade game i will actually be looking up after we record this how much they are and i will be <laughs> setting aside money perhaps secretly secret a secret uh, fund. yeah secret yeah make it maybe you can take your uh one dollar a week uh gambling earnings on sports bet or book sports yeah, draft kings okay <laughs> book sports <laughs> you're i mean slowly over time it'll it'll it'll, it'll pay off uh, two dollars last week so you brought up a variation of the Jurassic Park games that I experienced besides just the arcade versions was the Game Boy versions. Uh, I specifically remember being in the bus. If you think about a school bus with those high plastic seats, those kind yes. of bench seats, yep. peering over to someone else who had, I believe on the Game Boy Advance, the Jurassic Park 3 island attack for the Game Boy and watching them play it. Uh, I did not have a Game Boy growing up. Uh, that's just I couldn't. We couldn't afford one, so I would always watch other people. Eventually, I got a Game Boy Color, but it was like it was a hand me down. I was a hand me down video game player, so we got a sixty four when PS two came out and nice. Xbox came out. But I specifically remember that one. But it's other than that, there's there's not a ton that I've I've experienced. So we reached out on the internets, on the Twitters, on the Elon Musk potentially Twitter. Uh, to ask what are people's favorite memories of, the, of these video games. Uh, Neems, who I'm sure if you're Jurassic Heads know, at Movie Posters Guy, said that his favorite game that he really remembers was the Lost World PS2 game, um, which was, I believe, first came out on PS1, but you could play it on PS2. If, if you remember, Mike, the cool thing about the I PS2... I didn't have a PlayStation. Yeah, you don't seem like... You're not a PlayStation guy. The cool thing about the PS2 is you could play PS1 games on that's right the ps2 PS2, and that was revolutionary backwards compatibility that's what we call it in the gaming world oh okay i didn't know and also you had uh you could play dvds as well so that's how you could that's how you could convince that's how yes exactly convince your parents to buy you well that's how we did it for a ps3 we convinced my dad well it's a blu-ray player and a gaming system in one yes so you're really making money that's how i convinced my wife to have an xbox (laughs) Uh, I'm going to play some clips of, of the video games. So the one you've got, if I could set this up, 
If you can imagine, this is the Jurassic Park game for the NES, released in 1993. So we're at the start. This is the start of history. Yep. And and if you guys, uh, a lot the gamers on here, the people who did who did have Game Boys growing up, okay, they'll remember. This is how. Think of how. um, Think of when you would play Pokemon. Yes. Okay. This is this is the kind of camera angle you would have, and um, your character can walk in and out of rooms in kind of somewhat somewhat open world environment. Yeah. In this one, it looks like they're in the. The lab. The lab. Yeah. Uh, but you can go outside. And yep. it, again, a lot of these games are going to be shooting dinosaurs. Which is which is honestly very interesting because nowhere in um, in the franchise do we really see dinosaurs getting shot. Like Mel- Muldoon has his gun, but it's actually... A tranquil- it's a tranquilizer, I believe. Isn't yeah. It? So we really don't see like full pack action until right. uh, Jurassic World when... Or in, uh, when they when they actually have a right. SWAT team essentially, um, but again these very early iterations and you can hear the the music. Um, this is another uh, SNES game. Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, okay, so this is a little bit higher quality, a little bit more 3D graphics, but again same same variation because it's made during the same time. Yeah. Now something that, that I want to talk about um, as we move through the years, um, this is a Sega Genesis game. If you hear this, this is going to be more of your um, type of like you're climbing up ladders. Uh, yeah, this has a very uh, Donkey Kong feel to it. Yeah, but interesting enough, traditionally video games have been used as a marketing tool. So yes, they're very quickly created, almost pretty cheaply. You're yeah. just you're basically using the IP and throwing it on. Um, an already an already yes. existing game like this is a very very basic one almost feels like you're basically climbing what's on the game on rope on atari oh my gosh i can't remember it now pitfall um, pitfall pitfall this is very pitfall esque yeah and, it, and it's very simple but again these early versions of the game again they're partially to promote notoriously the et game is one yeah. of the worst games of all time Right. So as we get throughout the history, it's it's interesting to see um, how that changes. Also, a Steven Spielberg movie. Also, Steven Spielberg. Uh, here's the first arcade game in 1994. Now you can hear the music. I'm gonna bring this up a little bit. It's very intense. So you can imagine. I wish I had a clicking sound, but like it's like. Yep. Yep. Yep with those red and blue uh, guns. But basically, the, the, what we're seeing now in the video, the Jurassic, or the T-Rex is chasing after you and you have to just gun it down. I remember this being very difficult. It like, was, I wouldn't last at, least very, as a, at least as like a, a 10-year-old. It, I, I, it wouldn't difficult. last very long. Uh, this, uh, the chaos continues, which is a Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the System. sequel to, It's the yeah. sequel. And it looks like there's Jeff Goldblum in shoulder pads uh, <laughs> shooting a machine gun at a T-Rex. Certainly the likeness of Jeff Goldblum. While jumping on a Jeep. Uh, it's just it's just fascinating type of uh, action sequence that we don't see uh, typically in the films. Uh, let's move on here. It does seem odd that there is a heavy emphasis on shooting dinosaurs in the games, but you do not have that in movies. Which you might just consider, you know, maybe that's what the movies needed was guns. Which is more which is more gun. That's certainly the Michael Bay version that uh, Jim created. Here's the one that Neem said, a little a little, a little taste of this, uh, of the Lost World PlayStation game. Now this one you can actually play it's quite the, violent. You can but you can play the T Rex and you're eating people. So flipping the script here where you're actually gonna play as the dinosaur, which is a variation that we see throughout the, the history of the games. Let's see if we have 
Here's the Lost World arcade game, similar type of style. So this is probably, this is actually the first game that I, uh, because I, this came out in 97 yep. as a promotion for the movie, and I was born in 92. This move, this arcade game was really the first one that, that I, I remember. Same here. Yeah. I like this one because you have the bullets count on the right side. Yeah. But again, very very intense, very violent, very different. This would movies. be the one that if I, I mean, I mentioned I want to buy one of these. This would be the one I would prefer to buy. Yeah. Very intense. Now we're moving into some different games. This is a PC game, uh, Trespasser. Again, first-person shooters. So we're late 90s, first-person shooters are, are coming out. They're getting popular. Obviously, we think about GoldenEye being... Doom. Doom being the big one. Uh, so this is the first iteration to that. Um, Jurassic Park or Jurassic Park Warpath. Um, similar kind of style. PC game, yeah. Which is a PC, PC game. Let's see what we got here. So this game... Um, Dino this Defender. Is, yes. This so, is this is a fascinating one. This is one that I. This is one of the PC games that I played heavily, and um, can you describe what's happening here? Because it's so, yeah. very confusing for me. Yeah. So basically, in Dino Defender, you have. Um, I haven't played this in about twenty years, but uh, basically, this is a side mission. This is a mini a mini game side game where uh, this character, your character, is trying to evade the Spinosaur. Um, and the T-Rex by hiding or getting through this maze, um, uh, you know, quicker than the dinosaur can catch up to you. But and you, this is in order to obtain some sort of item or article um, in order to add to your inventory to complete the greater mission. Okay, but the character is, yeah. looks like yeah. something out so, of... So, a sci-fi kids yeah, yeah, educational yeah. PC so game. So from what I understand, it's a blue suit. It's like a space suit. I understand. Let me let me let me just speak into your slanderous speech. I'm just okay? confused. So from what I understand, when I remember playing this, is that you are a human, okay? In that this is your suit. You are on this island. Um, I believe this is Isla Sorna, and um, and you're on this island. Uh, and and you've wear you're wearing this suit and it's obviously supposed to be a unisex sort of thing, right? They're yeah. trying not to make it male or female or whatever, but but um, you're kind of like in enemy territory. And okay, so danger zone is another is another portion of this. Um, it was a Jurassic Park three game. This was an, yes. another PC game. This was yeah. basically a fight game. Yes, and I played this as well. Um, and these are two raptors fighting each other, and there's like a tail whip and a bite. And Some all good moves here. I, I really like this. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, this, the Tekken fight games. And yeah, so this, this, I feel that the vibe. It's very much um, Danger Zone is very much a spam. If you can spam the attacks, yeah, um, then you're you're you can hack it. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, you did not explain. You you were describing this suit. And you yeah. describe the semantics, but that you are not describing why they have a suit. But we'll we'll move on. Uh, the mystery continues. Again, this was this is this is a little bit of soundbite from Island Attacks. This was the video game, the the Game Boy game that I was look, looking over the shoulder jealously to some yes. first grader that I was on the school bus with. But again, similar type of Pokemon adventure style. The graphics are so fuzzy. I don't even know how you were able to see well, what you were doing. It's a Game Boy game. That's how it was back then. That's how it was. It was a game, obviously Game Boy Color. 
Not, not that our listeners would know, but <laughs> trying to describe. You it. can hear the color, and then here's the DNA factor. I've never which was played another, this one. This one's new and um, new, as in it came out in 2001. <laughs> this one's a, does a different twist. The character uh, again. There's a scantily clad woman that actually looks like uh, looks like the character from The Lost World, right? No, she kind of looks like the character from the Jumanji games. Oh. Uh, dressed up like that's kind of the vibe. I'm Are getting. you saying Tomb Raider? No, the like the the new ju- the, the new ju- Jumanji. No, the new Jumanji movies. Oh, I've never seen them. Oh, you got to see those. They're good. Now we move into Park Builder. So this is the I think this is the first big one of kind of like a like a zoo tycoon kind zoo of thing. tycoon. <clears throat> and this is the trend we continue to see um, until today. So moving on, uh, this this game I've never played at Jurassic Park Operations. This is more of a 3D version. This is very much looks like a high level tycoon game. Yes. Yep. You can feeding, hear feeding you, the you're, you're feeding the raptors. That is the the arm of the cage feeding the raptors. Now, how do you feel about the tycoon games? Are you a fan? Of I've them? Lo- I've always loved all the okay. tycoon games. Me too. Um, to varying to varying degrees, depending on the game, but. Um, I, I definitely feel that Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, is is the perfect game or the perfect skin to put on a tycoon game. Yeah, I agree. Um, so. It seems this seems really good and fun. There's I remember in Zoo Tycoon, one of the Zoo Tycoon games, um, you can actually uh, put oh, dinosaurs so, in there. So, sorry, sorry, listeners, that is a Spinosaurus and T Rex fighting yes. in the theme park. In this in this version, the T Rex ones. That's. Uh, they did not no, do no, no, I'm sorry. That's not a T-Rex. That's a Car- Car- Carnosaurus. Either way, they're not doing a good job maintaining the park. No. Uh, now we're going to jump ahead to the 2011 PC game, uh, Jurassic Park, the game. So this was this is the next level really stepping up into more of the storytelling aspect of Jurassic Park, where you're playing characters. This also, is, this is the same kind of style as uh, in Uncharted. So okay. that's what I think about when I yeah. play this, so this game. So I want to pause this for a second. Listeners, you cannot see this. So let me let me paint this picture for you, okay? So you have two characters, two humans, okay? One is hanging from... Um, if, if you can just imagine for a second, when you first saw Jurassic Park, the building, okay? The, the main building, right? And if you remember at the end of the movie, the T-Rex is in the building, okay? Yes. <clears throat> and so anyway, the scene that we're looking that Luke and I are looking at right now is on the outside of this building, one of the characters is hanging from the door, okay? And, um, and, and I think what we have here, what this game has attempted to accomplish is to answer the question. Oh, you're how right. How did the dinosaur get into the building and what we can see here clearly is that um that what happens is the t-rex with its nose pushes open, open no no pushes open the doors to the building and it is obvious that the t-rex fits in the door so we now have because of jurassic park the the game on pc released in 2011 we have the answer how the t-rex got into the building at the end of the original Jurassic Park movie, it is, it just walked through the door. It is canon. It is canon. It's canon. Yeah, it's it's doing kind of a um, army crawl, which yeah, is why it's... Yeah, it's hunched over a little bit. It, it's squeezing out, which is why uh, the, the, one of the characters cannot uh, survive. So, again, moving into more of the storytelling aspect, big game uh, to, to kind of live up to that Jurassic Park hype. 
And then we t- we want we can skip ahead to what we have uh, modern day. So one of the most popular games is the Lego Jurassic World game, which came out in 2015. And you played this, haven't you? I played it. Yeah, I actually love this game because it came out as Jurassic World Lego Jurassic World, and it featured scenes from all of the movies. Um, and so you would you actually played through each movie. Yeah, was, which is fun because they did those with the Star Wars and the Harry Potters. The Lego games are fantastic. Yes. They just knock them out of the park. It's interesting because they're prob- this is probably one of the best versions of a Jurassic Park video game. Yeah. Uh, and Lego just knows how to do it because they put in the time and they, they have a care for the characters, but you can... Well, it's easy for them, too, to develop because, I mean, if you ever played Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones, any Lego Batman, any of these movies, they all feel the exact same. And it's just a different skin on the same game. Um, but but it's fun because you have the yeah. IP of that. Yes. But it's within the Lego context, which and makes there's it, so much humor in yeah, it. Yeah, which it, it's not trying to be serious, which I think would be a hard thing with other Jurassic Park video games. It's like how do you take it serious? Oh well, you uh, you just make it a shooter. And I think that's the challenge: is you take a, a film that's as complex as Jurassic Park and try to adapt it into a video game style. There's only so, so many certain styles, and I think the Lego Lego video games do it perfectly. Yeah. All right, and then we move to Jurassic World Evolution, kind of the modern-day version of the game, which is... Which, to be honest, is probably, well, right now, certainly, is the most popular Jurassic World game. I've never played it. Yeah. Um, I've never had the time. This came out after I got married. Um, so <laughs> so that, that that's I've a big never, factor. It is. It's, it, it's, some, it's definitely a game that's on my list that I want to play. I will certainly probably play this before I finish... Uh, Camp Cretaceous. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I know that we probably have a lot of listeners who have played Jurassic World Evolution. We, I, I'd actually love to just hear what are your tips. Yes, what are things that you found that worked in Jurassic World Evolution? What are the things that you really like about that game? Because I know that that game is really popular right now. Uh, I've watched some playthroughs. I actually joined Brad Joe's from the Jurassic Park podcast when he was doing a live playthrough of the new version that just came out this year. And man, I know I'm not a gamer, but it looks very complicated. It looks very <laughs> like, again, games are those kind of games are you can make them as complicated as you want them to be. But it seems like a very high level, intricate game where you really have to know what you're doing and be smart, which I think is awesome because this franchise asks of that. It's not a shooter. It's it's like it's not an action movie. It should be a thoughtful game that lives up to that. That le- it can be it can be exciting as well. But I think that's cool that evolution is not trying to be something that this franchise is not. And it's going to attract probably the players that are fans as well that are interested in a more complex game that's more detailed, that's doing the interesting things about Jurassic Park, which is build the dinosaurs, building the parks, infrastructure, in-gen, all that fun stuff, which I think is really cool. Biosyn. Biosyn. All right, there's one other game that I want to talk about that really stood out to me when I did my research. It's Jurassic Park Survivor. This was a game that was not released. It was worked on to develop. That was not not released. It's kind of reminds me of because it was 2000, 2001. It was probably going to come out for for PS two P uh, and, and be more of that high level yep. like Metal Gear Solid, kind of that next level video next generation video game that not was not open play but certainly was an immersive game Tomb Raider as well type of game that came out during that era. I'm going to read an article that came out during that time that's kind of talking about and pre- previewing them. 
and I'll include the link of this so you can read the whole article. Jurassic Park's survivor, in short, is still in a very early stage, but it shows many signs of promise. By straddling the line between free exploration and dinosaur hunting slash avoidance, the game looks to provide a great need that Tomb Raider has long since left vacant. At the same time, gamers' appetite for a good dinosaur game has never been quenched. Very true. Jurassic Park Survivor looks like it could be very well make its mark in this next generation, and specifically on PlayStation 2 with this hybrid concept. I'm looking forward to it, says the reviewer. Sounds really cool. Yeah. Sounds like a game that should have been should should have been made should have been made could have been made probably was budgetary or some other sort of reason but so that's if the article explains a little bit more and you you can read the history and there's again it's a budget thing it's creative differences and I think a lot of it has to do with the cost who was it. the developer does it say let me see this article was pulled through the wayback machine but it's a, do, it's an early IGN I'll do article. some simultaneous. Ooh, early IGN. Yeah. Wow. 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 So it's the publisher is Universal Interactive Studios, That's and why. then Savage That's why Savage yeah, and Savage Entertainment is the developer. Uh, but really, really cool kind of story. It's a one-off story. Uh, I'll, I'll read a little bit behind this. The story behind JP JPS, which just sounds good. JPS begins with a central character, David Vaughn, a security technician who was caught in a deadly situation. Following familiar Jurassic Park themes, JPS takes place on a secret third island, which is populated with a wide range of dinosaurs that exist both in the wild and in in contained security areas. The US government is concerned with the possibility of their future growth and overpopulation. So it sends a, a huge security team to the island to work alongside yes. scientists to study their behavior, which is like- And then they true. find zombies. No. Oh. Uh, like th- basically after that kind of shit hits the fan, um, this, the, there's a kind of a, a secret kind of like lost world, kind of like a secret company trying to like cause, cause havoc. Um, but it's a third person's uh, perspective and Vaughn's kind of exploring, finding and rescuing scientists and other security members, uh, finding weapons and discovering locations and things like that. Kind of discovering the secrets. But I love this idea because you're taking the vantage point within a Jurassic Park situation of just like a security guard, like a one-off like kill character and having them have an expiration, but not having to pull in the weight of the main characters other than that. So that's one game that I really would have loved to see get made and maybe, uh, maybe someone will make it. And you know what? There's probably a handful of games that were scrapped at storyboard level um, that we will never know about, but Thankfully, uh, Jurassic Park as an IP, as the franchise, has produced a lot of really fun games that we've been able to play over the years. Um, and I think that there's a lesson there that just because movies come out and video games are made historically to promote the movie, there's opportunities for deeper exploration. We talk, we've talked about on this podcast, what's going to happen after Dominion? Are there going to be more spinoff movies? Is there going to be TV shows? Video games is, I think, been underdeveloped for this franchise. There's lots of opportunity to create a lot of cool video games and tell stories within the world, especially when we find more things about what Dominion is going to do to the Earth. To the, yeah. To the actual Earth. There could be a lot of stories you could tell through video games, obviously through television shows that are yet to be untold. And there's a lot of opportunity, of course, with video games to have them fun and interactive. It could. I I mean, 
Fallout kind of does this. You've never played the Fallout series. No, but, but I've, I've played the Elder Scrolls, but, which is the same developer. Yeah, it is the same developer. But the Fallout, um, Elder Scrolls has a focus on, um, I guess, humanoid enemies for the most part. Fallout's enemy, main enemies are creatures. Um, so it almost seems like Jurassic Park could probably do an open world concept where you're really just fighting amazing. wild dinosaurs. It's a challenge because when we think about these games, they're coming and de- being developed through that corporate level yeah. IP. And to fund a game that big is always going to be a challenge. 100%. But how cool would it be to have a Fallout type video game that was basically what Dominion's going to be about? Yeah. And exploring things and going to the islands and. Yep. I don't know. I think there's just a lot of opportunity there. But. We will see what happens. Uh, Mike, uh, to set the scene for listeners, thanks so far. Thanks for getting through this whole episode. And and if you have video game thoughts, if you have memories, please let us know. Go to our website to learn more how to connect with us. But if you're listening to this prior to June 9th, here's what we're going to do. We're planning to have a quick take, hot take Dominion episode that will drop that evening or in the early morning afterwards. So June 9th, June 10th, look for your feeds. Uh, It's going to have spoilers, and we're probably going to have a special guest join us, hopefully, for our kind of first emotional reaction to Dominion. Uh, If you're listening to this afterwards, after June 9th, go back to our podcast main feed and scroll up because it's there. But we're going to have plenty of post-Dominion talking points, so expect some deep dive episodes following up, and then maybe uh, a new draft episode featuring the Dominion characters. I think that that might have to happen, maybe to close out season two. But lots more to come with Dominion. It's it's here. It is upon us. Uh, And now the hype is over. The conversation is over. Now we can actually experience it for what it is, and we can talk about it and enjoy it. Yep, very excited to see Dominion with you and uh, potentially our special guest. Special guest. guest. Uh, All of this and more to come on Jurassic Pod. Thanks for listening. Next time we talk to you, we'll be talking Jurassic World Dominion.